Hello and welcome to the White Girl Awakening podcast. I'm the founder of White Girl Awakening. My name is Jen Barnes and I'm joined with Dr. Vanetta West and Lauren Sellers. White Girl Awakening is a community dedicated to curiosity, listening and learning from people of color and working together to create a more loving life with longer friendship tables. Today, we are talking about rest and resistance and how those are related to each other and the awakening journey. So today, we'll just open it up. Dr. West, welcome. Welcome, Lauren. Um, Thank you. And I'm going to open up the question. We'll just dive right in. Why are we talking about rest? Why is rest really necessary for this journey of awakening towards others? Wow, because we need it. I mean, I, I think about what injustice does uh, and what happens to us as human beings when we're encountering over and over again um, unrest and inhumanity. The goals of those things, by the way, are to make us off-center, to cause an imbalance, to make us unwell. So when we don't rest, we're actually feeding into the goals of injustice and inhumanity. They not only harm the people who are directly affected by them, but they harm the people who are concerned about them and who are working to eradicate them as well. And when we don't get rest, we're not able to do the things that are necessary to combat and come against those things. So good. Just as human beings, we weren't made to just go, 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 go. And I don't know about you guys, but for whatever reason over the past month, it just feels like I've been so tired. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's where we are in terms of halfway through a year post-pandemic or, uh, and the world is just starting to speed up again. Um, and we're learning how to kind of adapt and adjust to a new norm. Or if it's just kind of where we are in this awakening journey and I'm just needing some rest for my soul <laughs> um, because I've been working through this cycle of all the phases. But it does seem like a necessary thing to find spaces of rest, mm. which, which I don't think means stopping engagement completely. But I do think that it maybe entails some wisdom around how deeply to engage at times and being more selective and intentional. But what about you, Lauren? How are you feeling? And what are some things maybe that stand out to you that are getting in the way of rest at times? Well, I think rest is important because when I'm not resting, I forget the reason why I'm on the awakening journey. which is like, I want to love others. And when I'm not resting, I forget that that's the reason. And instead I get high off the anger I find when love isn't being upheld. So I think rest is just important for me because it's easy for me to get so angry at all the injustice that I start thinking anger is the goal instead of love. Um, So that's why it's important. And for me, ultimate rest is like living 
within the center of God's will, which is very weird Christian-y language that I don't love, but I also think is still so true. (laughs) It's like one of those cliches. I'm like, crap, that's actually like really real. Um, (laughs) um, And living in line with who we want to be. And so I think right now, um, Mm. whether that be for me or for other people, that I see I think I think that's one of the biggest things that can stand in the way of our us actually experiencing rest um because when that's the case there's no amount of self-care that will get you to a peaceful restful place um we talk a lot about awakening to becoming whole in our in and of ourselves so that we can collectively find that wholeness or find a way to that wholeness and I think about I mean, just in everyday life, I'm on my worst behavior when I'm tired and hungry. Yes. They're the two, those are the two things. And so it would make sense that on this journey of awakening, if we're not doing things to care for ourselves and to pour back in um, and to step away at times, that we might find ourselves engaging in this work on our worst behavior and not operate Mm. from a place of wholeness. And that's the danger that I see. And I can feel myself teetering Mm. sometimes. And I think part of of the awakening journey is learning ourselves enough to know when we're teetering. When do we- Yeah, I generally tell people, if I'm in a meeting and I know I'm not well rested, I I can front end it with, just so you know. I'm in need of a vacation. I'm not well rested. Uh, And so I'm telling you coming in, I'm trying to temper it. But if there's a difference in my personality, because you can tell, you Mm -hmm. know, when somebody's not themselves as they typically are. And I think we need to be clear with people. I need some rest. I'm going on vacation Friday. You're catching me on Thursday. And so, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Pay, pay attention. We need to know each other enough to know too when we need to say, hey, do you need some rest? Um, well, that's this- why community is so imperative on this journey too. Mm-hmm. As we begin to get to a place where we can engage deeper. I know that I've, I've written um, some blogs and sent them over to Vanetta and she, she said, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> and, What's happening? Because she knows my voice and you know, when circumstances tend to get heated and the situation rises up in the news or you know something happens in the world that we're feeling like we need to give a response as an organization um people Mm. tend to look to us for what are they saying and how how can we posture ourselves right now in this moment Um, i think we have to be really careful that when when we do uh, respond in those times that we're doing it in community with people who know us and that it's being filtered before it goes out um, so that our friends in this community can can kind of say yeah that's your voice or right. I think in this weariness you're losing a bit of yourself um, and that's yeah. accountability to an extent but what are some of the things that stand in the way of our when we're on this journey like Lauren what can you think of some practical examples of things that kind of wedge their way in um so I'm an Enneagram too 
And so pride is my downfall. Um, and just anytime we be a, have, anytime we try to be the savior of something, or anytime we are trying um, to earn a earn a seat at the table, or anytime we are um, trying to earn identity points, or just anytime we are striving instead of resting in wholeness, um, then we're gonna work. We're gonna deny ourselves rest, and we're going to work ourselves into burnout. Um, but that's for an enneagram too. I think that's true for all of mm-hmm. us to an extent, but um, it's different, definitely real for. Well, I think that where I live just comes in, in the context of this work sometimes with just mm-hmm. being being white and mm-hmm. wanting to fix it really quick when when we discover new things. And that tension point upon new discovery um, can cause us to really go into work mode or, or even internally, it, even if we have the foresight to not step into an outward, I'm gonna fix this mode, um, we can do it inwardly and kind of obsess and churn through some of that is okay um but like dr west says you know when we get to that point of discovery and then committing to curiosity through that we we find something and then we sit in the brokenness of it Mm -hmm. you talk about the importance of not staying there too long and can you talk about that for a second? Because I think that in the context of this rest conversation, it's so critical. Sure. I, I think that two things that meet us in brokenness, the first one in particular for white people doing the work of justice is guilt. Mm. I think I see a lot of times that guilt would prevent white people from resting. The idea that you don't deserve to rest too mm. is a part of that guilt. I should keep going through this because I'm privileged uh, and I, I, I don't deserve to take a break uh, is a notion. And then for black people, I see a lot of and have experienced myself, which is a part of brokenness is debt. I have something I owe my ancestors. Wow. And I, I have to keep working on this because people sacrificed and they went through far more than I'm going through. They were actually enslaved. And mm. so I have a sense of debt um, that it's something that I owe them especially those who didn't make it, you know, who jumped off the ships, who decided to perish at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean or were thrown off. So what do I owe my ancestors? And then, you know, if, if I have somehow been complicit, if I'm a white person, do I have a sense of guilt? And I think those both are reflective of not understanding that it's going to take all of us to arrive at this place of repairing our broken community and broken humanity. And that's, that's brokenness, you know, to think if I don't do this, then I'm not a good person. Meaning if I, if I don't keep going, even though I know that I'm very tired and fatigued. And as my dad tells me all the time, you can't help anybody dead. Mm, <laughs> so he, 70 year old man, 70 year old black man grew up in Alabama who consistently reminds me that uh, you have to, I have to rest, that I can't train anybody can't speak to anybody, can't help anybody, uh, no longer here. 
So there has to be that balance. Lauren, you were talking about earlier, and I'll kind of turn it over to you, but this, this uh, tension point between rest and resistance. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain the difference in definition around rest and resistance? And then like, what's that tension point for you? Yeah, so I think just last night I was thinking about how like personally I need some rest, honestly, like not mm-hmm. from work or whatever, but just like internal. Um, and there, and I was kind of <coughs> praying about it and I was like, there are some things you have to stop resisting in order to come into my rest. And I kind of, mm-hmm. I don't like saying that God said that or that Jesus said that, but that's kind of what I sensed. And um, so I really do think there's, I think sometimes rest is a form of resistance, but then other times I think we can't enter rest because we are the ones doing the resisting. And I also think that there are times when I participate in self-care or, you know, like I'm lazy all day and it's like, Lauren, that wasn't rest. You were avoiding the things that if you would have solved, would have given you peace. You know, closing the door to that messy closet and watching Netflix instead, that's not going to give you ultimate rest. Like it might be lazy, but it, mm-hmm. it ha- laziness and rest are not the same things. And I think mm-hmm. that, we do that's that. So good. We do that spiritually and emotionally too. We say, okay, Jesus, yes. I can't, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that right now. So avoid it. So, yeah, you yeah. avoid it. I'm going to resist it. I'm going to close the door on it. And that's when we find ourselves with the most unrest internally. And that's when we turn to social media to scroll instead of process what we're dealing with. It's when we, when we seek out being numb or when we seek out being distracted, distracted instead of seeking out peace and wholeness and healing. That was so good. And that part of that comes with getting to know ourselves. And being in tune with the, the individual tension that's going on within us. Because this awakening journey, there's a, there's a journey, same roadmap, to walk through personally in your personal life. And then use that same roadmap to walk through the collective awakening that, that is so needed in our society. But we can only awaken to others to the extent that we have awakened to ourselves. If we haven't learned how to acknowledge the tension um, that's within our own hearts, which is what you just described, if we instead avoid it, um, then how can we expect ourselves to, in a whole way, acknowledge the tension that that exists collectively that needs to be addressed? I think we saw that even last summer collectively too, as we called Mm -hmm. it racial unrest. And Mm. it's like, that's been that's been here a while we're just seeing the effects of it um it's just bubbling over it's a bubbling over for too long of ignoring problems for so long dr west how can we live from a place of rest in terms of question but in terms of Sometimes we actually, we can't just sit down and take a nap. We, there's work to do that we can't ignore. But is there a way to do that from like, yeah. 
rest in our soul or yeah there's there's rest and being on purpose uh, and being intentional like I found that the most uh, unrestful times uneasy times in my life even when I wasn't doing a lot were when I wasn't where I was intended or purpose to be um, and there's uneasiness and worry there's a there's a difference between concern and worry and I'm trying to find that balance myself. Like I get real tired when I'm real worried because mentally I'm trying. Versus when I'm concerned, I've processed it, I've prayed about it, uh, I've sat with it and I've said, okay, th these are the results. This is the action going forward. Worry just becomes a burden and it makes us very tired. Anxiety, uh, I've had to find ways to deal with anxiety and feeling overly anxious about personal issues and global issues as well. And so I think entering into that rest that's not dependent on taking a physical break per se is that place where we truly, as scripture says, cast our cares upon the Lord. And I've tried to envision what that looks like. Like, God, I have a care here. <laughs> Let me, and I don't think that means giving something to God as though it's not worth us thinking about. I think it means sitting with him with it and saying, God, I'm giving this to you. Help me process what to do with it. Um, teach me not to worry. You know, show me how not to take offense. There's a lot of times we're tired because we're perpetually offended. And I really try mm -hmm. to analyze that learning not to take offense. Offense make you, makes you very tired. It's draining. Um, and I think that's why God tells us through scripture to learn not to take offense. It is something crushing to always feel insulted, to always feel offended, and to feel like something's a personal attack, that somebody's behavior has something to do with me when it's really their behavior. So why should I own it? So we, we're sometimes unrestful or uneasy because we're taking on things that don't belong to us. And so I think we have to find too, how can we rest from being concerned about other people's personalities? and other people's ways of processing and doing things. That's so good. I'm still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> From everything that was just said. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you ladies for um, tuning in today. And um, I just hope that the community listening has gained something as it pertains to rest and resistance. I think this is a word in due season, not just for us. I don't think we're the only ones yes. that's been feeling weary. Um, so mm -hmm. thank you for listening to the White Girl Awakening podcast, and we look forward to uh, speaking with you next time. Thank you.